One man has a talk show on 77 WABC, and that man's name is... It's Dominic Carter. I am him. And with us now, Dominic Carter. Nice to be with you, Dominic. It gets better. You need to talk to Dominic Carter. It's about to go down. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Can you say cold shoulder? Isn't this just great? Mayor Adams admitting he hasn't communicated with President Biden since earlier this year. Of course, Mayor Adams has become increasingly vocal against the president's handling of the border. The Democratic mayor says he spoke on Monday with a member of Biden's Democratic uh, administration, the president's chief of staff. But he says that uh, he told CNN, that is the mayor, last month that he hadn't spoken uh, directly with the president since 2022. So the dry spell and personal relations I thought they were buddy-buddy at uh, one point, the Biden of uh, Brooklyn. This, as the mayor has uh, recently ratcheted up his attacks on Biden while demanding the feds provide more funding, work visas, and shelter sites so the city can better handle the tens of thousands of asylum seekers flooding the Big Apple. Oh, how times have changed. A big change from when Biden visited New York in 2022, and Adams, we all remember it, dubbed himself the Biden of Brooklyn and the president's favorite mayor. Remember that? Since then, the city has received an estimated 110,000 New migrants and nearly 60,000 of them are in the overloaded shelter system. The price tag is expected to hit $12 billion by 2025, and we're looking at a cut of about 15% in city agencies spending by next spring. I'm still thinking about yesterday's interview. You just heard Rita Cosby. I'm referring to the Cats and Cosby show. 5 to 6 p.m., Mayor Adams appeared yesterday on the migrant issues and other ones plaguing the city. Here is what Adams says. And I, and I say all the time, Rita and John, that, you know, right now uh, I'm the pilot of this plane. And instead of people praying that the plane crashes, they should be praying that I can land it because we're all on this together. The pilot of the plane, says the uh, mayor of New York City, prayed that he could land it instead of crashing it. And in answering this question from our owner-operator, John Katsimatidis, as word has come that police overtime will be cut to pay for migrants, the mayor says he supports the NYPD. What can we do to back up our police officers? Because they are scared to make arrests sometimes because they may get in trouble. No, not under this administration. Uh, You talk to the average police officers and they would tell you this is a mayor that has shown I'm going to send you out on the front line and I'm going to support you while you're out there. We did it by giving them a contract that's respectable. They had over a 97% ratification on their contract. And some very touchy situations and scenarios uh, where it appears as though the loudest, the loud but the smallest numbers were going to have us turn against our officers, and I stood with them. I'm going to make sure they get the support they deserve. All of us remember those chilling photos of watching someone pouring water over the heads of police officers. That's not happening in this administration. We will get the protection and the justice. They go hand in hand. And I still remember, folks, when the police officers in East Harlem, I believe it was East Harlem, was doused with water, and the kids thought it was so funny, and the police officers uh, with their head da- heads down just walked away. It was 
disgusting. And on police matters, of course, uh, the former commissioner of the NYPD, Howard Safer, is dead at the uh, age of 81. He led historic uh, decreases in crime. The last time that I saw him, uh, he was telling me a, a remarkable story, uh, him and his wife, of when he used to do undercover work, undercover buy and buy and bust, I guess they call them. And uh, he did that for years in in uh, in his earlier years of police work. He was also the city's fire commissioner, Howard Safer, dead at 81. But here's something that that may that may emphasis on may end up being bad news for the Adams administration. The mayor's ex buildings commissioner, Eric Ulrich, is to turn himself in to Manhattan authorities following his indictment. The mayor's former buildings commissioner, Eric Ulrich, expected to surrender in Manhattan today, weeks after his indictment on sealed charges. And uh, his defense lawyer says he expects Ulrich to surrender at the Manhattan criminal uh, courthouse sometimes in the morning and appear before a judge at 2.15 p.m., He's charged or he faced charges in this sealed indictment over the summer, and he will not know what he's charged with until he appears in court. There are reports that it will probably focus on uh, Ulrich accepting a discounted apartment from a Brooklyn contractor uh, who had business before the city. The New York Times reporting that the case against Ulrich will touch on his alleged ties to organized crime and illegal gambling. Let's go ahead and start with the telephone calls this morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC 800-848-WABC 800-848-9222. Let's start with Susan in Manhattan. Good morning, Susan. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Good morning. Um, I was listening to Rita Cosby, and she was talking about people complaining about the migrant shelters and all the other boroughs, but she said the people on the Upper East Side don't have one, and we certainly do. Across the street from where I live on York Avenue and 63rd Street is the Bentley Hotel, which was bought by the notorious slumlords, the Podolsky brothers. During the pandemic, they emptied out the hotel of, the, of uh, tourists and took in um, men from the shelters. Um, and for two years, they lived here while we were putting up, every time I'd walk out the street, I'd have to call an emergency vehicle to pick up a man that had overdosed or was drunk and just passed out in front of us. Oh, and boy. We, and we couldn't walk, and, and we couldn't walk uh, outside our buildings at night because they would stay out all night. <laughs> so we had to hire a security man that just came round the block. Now, our buildings, three buildings, are housing for all the hospitals on York Avenue. And Rockefeller University scientists, we've had four Nobel laureates. We have the top surgeons, the top doctors, the top RNs, hospital workers, and owned, and all the buildings. And across the street is also uh, uh, Rockefeller Scholars Building, where all, everyone there works. For Not a word was said. Then all of a sudden, they were here for two years. We saw them clear out everything, throw out all the mattresses, the bedding, the, the furniture. I said, oh, great. Now it's going to go back to a hotel which served all the hospital people that were visiting here who had people in hospitals and our right. own hospitals. From, from around the country and the, and the world, correct, Susan? They came from all over and right. stayed at this hotel. It's the only hotel on on York Avenue. Now, what, now, Susan, what's the name of the big hospital there? It, it, years ago, I'm dating myself, it used to be called New York Hospital, but it's not. New York uh, Hospital, but, it's, uh, it's Wild Cornell. Wild Cornell, New okay. York, New York Presbyterian. Okay. So everyone who works at Hospital for Special Surgery, Sloan Kettering, right. 
um, New York Hospital and Cornell and Rockefeller University live right here. Not a word was said about complaining about this being a shelter right here. It's unbelievable. And so, wait, Susan, I just want to make sure I got this right before I move on. You're telling me there's a shelter for migrants at 63rd and York. That's right. Now it's now it's now they now after it closed down for the for the the single meds that they put in for shelters during the pandemic for two years, it became a shelter for families, for the migrants. So now it's for women and children. Yeah, men and women and children. Yes. So for families. Yes, they're here now. You don't hear about people protesting here because they're liberal people. They're you know that. They're they're for health and 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 welfare of people, so they're not going to say anything. But it, that's what it is. They're here. Rita said, "Oh, that nobody on the east side, upper east side has it." Well, they're here, <laughs> right. and we see them, and and we're surrounded. Also, the streets are torn up here. For eight years, we had sewer construction, and there's workmen here with their storage units, fences. So we don't even see. Uh, it's, it will block from view. That's why it was so dangerous for our hospital workers to come in on our York Avenue entrance because they were blocked from seeing anybody who could be behind there. And that's, and that's how it is. Wow. And then they'll say, you know, these people are well-dressed. I've seen them. They're families. Nobody's walking in, you know, brand-new shoes and clothes. They have money. They have money to sit outside and drink and smoke cigarettes. On There's York no Avenue. That's right, right here. Wow. Well, Susan, hotel. <laughs> thank, thank you for the call and thank you for the update. That is remarkable. York Avenue, a staple in New York's community, York Avenue and 63rd Street. Wow. Let's go to Westchester. Let's say good morning to Joanne. Joanne, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. How you doing, hon? I'm doing well. I thank do. you. Good. Good, good, good for you. I'm always listening to you all different hours and times. And well, anyway, thank you. So I'd like to, yeah, oh, I do. I love you. Um, you know, because love you, you just too. open thank everything you. up and you, oh, thank you. I wanted to ask you a question. It's about the, I'm going to say, I don't want to say migrants. I want to call them what they are, illegals. Because uh, when I was listening to Anthony Weiner the other day, on a Saturday, he said distinctly, he acts like it's nothing. He said, oh, first of all, they're not illegals. They're all here legally. He totally said that, number one. Legally? Really? How about all the Godaway? If you want to just say we catch them as they're coming in, which isn't even true, we see what happens. But let's just say that's okay, and it's not okay. But um, but then don't – how about the Godaways? And there are lots and lots of young men that are here, and they say, oh, and they're not causing any problems. They go to work. That's baloney, too, because they refuse a lot of the food, I heard. They refuse jobs, They, you know, and they're standing around. They're hanging around. Up in Westchester, there are a couple of places where they are, and they're near schools where there are children. You know, it's just not it's just not healthy that they're not vetted and they're not, you know, and never mind vaxxed. I'm not even talking about that. Let's not even go there. But it's really, you know, it's just not right, the whole thing. But for someone to get on this show, on Kestamazidi's, uh, Mr. Kestamazidi's show, and say that there's nothing wrong and they're all they're all legal, they're not legal, that's an out-and-out lie. And I tell you the truth, I'm not sure. I like him. I like Wiener. I think he has a lot of good things to say, too. I know he's supposed to be, what is it called? He, I know he's far to the left, though. He's, he's the well, left. Well, Joanne, not, let, not. Let, let, let me say this. Uh, one of okay. the attributes of uh, Mr. Katsimatidis, Mrs. Katsimatidis, they believe in, in, in airing voices, Democratic voices, mm-hmm. Republican voices, liberal voices, okay. conservative voices, moderate voices. Mm-hmm. And that's a good thing for a diverse city like the city of New York. And, uh, you know, Mr. Weiner does bring a lot to the table in terms of uh, information, in terms of uh, having served in Congress. And, you know, he's entitled to to his opinion, just like everybody else is, Joanne. But you know what, Dominic? But but you know what? It's an out and out lie to say that they're not. uh, Let's not. They're all seeking asylum, this and that. They're illegals is what they are. And I did hear, in reference to what the lady before me was talking about, I did also hear that they're getting about, I believe the amount, if you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you don't know, 20 something hundred dollars for the month. That that Plus migrants get, are receiving that? 
Yes, they are. I, I, yes. I don't know anything about that. I, I don't want to comment okay. one way. Where are you getting that information from? If you don't know. I got that from a lawyer, a lawyer that was on a talk show. Now, you know, in Westchester, we don't have our talk show anymore. That one had a uh, did, didn't you address? I think you even said it. Address that. Yes. Yes. I've appeared on, yeah. on some of the shows and uh, Mr. O'Shaughnessy, I believe, owned the station, yes, yes, I believe. Yes. yes. Well, yes, it was wonderful. He's gone a little over a year and the kids, I guess, decided it was too much, but they pulled the plug mm. almost like in the middle of the night kind of a thing on right. everybody. Yeah, it was right. a nightmare. Night. But that's not what I'm going to do, you know. But I just, this migrant situation, though, I mean, it's not like really, really like enough is enough. When, when do they stop? And, and how could you say it's not affecting uh, New York City and this and it, that? You know, it, it doesn't stop. Was, it doesn't stop, Joanne. It, it doesn't well, stop. It's not, it doesn't well, stop at you know, all. America, we can only hold so many here in America. What are we going to do? You know, our, our our people all came from years ago and they came in legally, and that's a different story. Right. But you know what? We how much can we hold? How many? You know, when I, is I it wish end? I, I wish I had an answer. I wish I had an answer, Joanne. I do thank you for the call. I need to move on to some other calls and thank you for the uh, for the uh, for the uh, positive comments. It means the world to me. Thank you, Joanne. Let's go from Westchester to the Bronx. Let's say good morning to Phil. Phil, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you, Dominic. I hope all is well with you. Yes, thank you. And I hope the same for you and your family. Thank you. Uh, my my point of view is this: you've got thousands of able-bodied illegals, men who are between the ages of uh, eighteen and uh, thirty something, and I think it's incumbent on the city that look, you've got a workforce there that you can you can't hire these people in regular jobs. But I checked the state law; they can be stipended. They can be getting a certain fee for part-time work. Get them out there, get them trash cans with wheels and brooms, and let them clean up the city. You know, bid, you know what a bid is, a business improvement district? Yes. But, okay. but hey, Phil, but, but, but Phil, the, the unions will never agree to that because, because you, you, you're cutting off their workers. They, they would never agree to that, Phil. See, well, we, there's we, not, there's we, not, go ahead. There's not really a strong union uh, of, of bid people. It's basically they, they hire them per diem or they hire no, them. No, no, no. I'm talking or... about city sanitation workers. Their unions. They would never go for that. See, that's the problem in a big, a big city like New York that there are so many individual interests. And so that would I, – I, I love the idea, Phil, but that's something I'm sure would be challenged in court immediately. But but you feel that that's the answer. Well, that that that's one of the answers. The, the and, second and, answer, and is, oh, you can make your second answer. And you're operating under the assumption, and this is a big assumption, that the migrants want to work and they want to do that job. Big assumptions. Second point you wanted to make before I move on. The second point is many of them do not speak English. Okay, right. I understand that. They speak Spanish or some other obscure language from South America, Central America. Fine. The point is you need to get these people into night school where they can learn an appropriate amount of English so they can understand what the heck is going on with them and the impact. Now, that now, now, now you don't think the bill is already enough for migrants? Where is that extra money going to come from? Yeah, but my, my point is you have night courses already in several high schools throughout the city. I think a couple, two, two dozen high schools. Why don't you require that they enroll in these courses and learn English? This is part of the thing. Okay, they have to be I, able to I, like, I, I, I like the idea, Phil, but you're going to take night school classes where you may have 30 kids, give or take, in a particular school. And we have 110,000 migrants. I, I hear you. It, it's a great idea. Thank you for the call, Phil. It's a great idea, but, um, I, you know, it's just got to be carried out. It's got to be done. And um, right now, we've got to stop the bleeding, period. A Band-Aid is not going to cut it free, free, free for the migrants. Cut the police. Cut the corrections. Cut everybody, sanitation, cut, cut, cut for free, free, free. That's my new slogan. Cut, cut, cut for free, free, free. 
Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I caught the tail end of your show when you were talking to Frank Morano uh, this morning. And I think a good idea would be let these migrants, these illegal immigrants, pay their own way. They want uh, money for housing and hotels and food and clothes and phones and everything else. Well, hire them to trap the rats, since that's what you and, and Frank were talking about. Hire them to trap the rats and give them a dollar for every rat that they catch in the city of New York. We'll eliminate the rat population, and they'll earn their own way. Ill, Jacqueline. Ill. Ill. <laughs> but, but it is a serious problem. It's a serious problem uh, in the city of New York. And so, I mean, it, it's a... It's a, it's a uh, and so you say per rat, they would be paid a dollar. Give them a dollar per rat, yeah. Okay, so then, Jacqueline, what happens when a rat bites one of them and they want to sue? Hey, that's their problem. They want to come here? <laughs> that's the deal. You want to come here? You want all of the services provided to you? Hey, you got to pay your own way. You can come here. You got to pay your own way. We're not paying for you anymore. This is a job that needs to be done. Hocus Pocus wants them to be able to work. Let them work and get rid of the rat population. Okay. Two so, problems solved. So, Jacqueline, hold on a second. Matt Blaze and Kenneth Conley, what do you guys think Jacqueline's but, idea? I mean, it, in theory, it sounds like a great idea. But the problem is, is when what happens when they start breeding rats in order to turn them in to make money? Great point. Jacqueline? Well, I didn't think about that one, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a good point. Kenneth, what, what do you make of this idea? I think she might have been listening to Frank Morano's show, The Other Side of Midnight. When well, we she had, mentioned it already. Ken, yeah. Ken, oh, there you go. Kenny Bulwark yeah. was on that. Mm-hmm. He should be the rat czar. You should talk to him about becoming the rat czar because he'll clean the rats up, it seems like. And, and now, Jacqueline, before I let you go, isn't, it, isn't the idea somewhat discriminatory? Because I, I can't imagine women out there catching rats. Well, again, they want to come here. They got to pay their own way. Bottom line. We're not paying, we're not paying their own. We're not paying their way. That's it. That's the bottom line. I, I'm nobody with you pays on that. my mortgage. Nobody pays my rent. Nobody pays my utility bills. Nobody pays my food bills, my insurance, none of that. So let them pay their own way. Bottom line. Jacqueline, thank you so much uh, for that call. And Matt Blaze, that, that was a great catch there. I, I didn't catch that one. And that's the issue right there. Wouldn't you wouldn't wouldn't you do that? Ew. I just start my own little rat breeding Ew. business and breed rats myself you, you know, in a basement you, and you, make you, dough. You're mentioning rats uh, right before air, right? I had a second to breathe. And you know, you know you know I watch these YouTube videos about God knows what. Right. And so this alligator, right? This alligator is swimming like like super, super fast. And there's a deer in the water swimming super, super fast to get away. The deer's instincts is that something's wrong. So the alligator, I don't know, this alligator, alligator looked like he was on steroids. That's how fast he was swimming, or a crocodile. And when he, he finally caught the deer towards the end and bit him, right? And so here's a question. You guys are going to think I'm certifiably nuts right now. Alligators, they bite up to down, right? So mm-hmm. how are you going to bite a deer? Do they turn their mouths sideways in order well, to bite? They, they open their mouths. Yeah, well, they have to open their mouths first enough. and then bite down. And then they do the roll where they right. roll. He didn't, he didn't get a chance to do the uh, death roll. The death roll, yeah he, yeah. he bit the deer and the deer took off running, but you could see the deer was bleeding. Oh, yeah. Well, so, so the deer got away. The deer got away, but we don't know how long it's going to last. So Jacqueline yep. brings up the rats and having the migrants catch the rats and – I'm thinking about the rats and alligators and you know Dom, how my mind is. Dom, why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> why do you watch these videos, Dom? I don't know. And and then you watch the the poor animals that are by the by the uh, the edge of the water. Oh yeah, you, you and you know what's happening. You know right. you see the eyes come up right. and the, you know, like, you're just waiting for that. You're waiting and you're then waiting, bam! and they jump on. And that's it. All she wrote. It's done. And they snatch him out to the middle of the water and chomp, chomp, chomp. Okay, enough on alligators. Wild Kingdom here. Wild Kingdom. Enough on alligators. Before we take a break, I'm going to go to Larry in Brooklyn in a minute, but let's go to Audrey, also in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? 
taking my call. And first, I want to brag. I was at the Jets game, a belated birthday present. All and nobody right. thinks about migrants and, and illegal people. And everybody was all the same. And I wish the whole world was like that. So wait, 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 wait. So you went to the game, right? The Jets, yes. How, how, how was it? Um, to me, to get a free ticket for a birthday gift up in the bleedings. My nose, I was in the um, nosebleed seats, by the way. But it was a great game. But you were and still there. And and what was your reaction? Did you know what happened when yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers went down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the, 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 the collectively, and that's why I'm asking you collectively. Too much for falling on the ground. I'm I'm worried about the fact that did this man really injured, get injured, and if he was already injured before he got on the court. But it was a fantastic game, and I just hope he gets better. But and, you know, and were you and were you able to follow it? Well, up to the point where you know I'm 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 at the live game, so they don't come back and say, "Oh, well, we did this X-ray, we did that." Okay, but I, okay. So, Audrey, time, Audrey, I know you want to make your point, but but here, here's a question for you. Now, I'm putting you on the spot. What okay. is a first down? Do you know what a first down is? When they get the ball and they're on the first down, don't ask me those technical <laughs> questions. I, I, <laughs> okay, one last one. Now, what's what's uh, second but and I ten? I just want to say, you know, there was no no well, no argument about migrants. It just okay, but wait, um, wait before you get to the migrants. What's second and ten? Okay, let me tell you why I started like in football. Because I like when they bent down and said, hut. I was just looking at the booties, and that's how I started watching football back in the 70s, okay? So, wait, wait. You like, that, you, like, realized, you like when they bend game. over or when they when they pat each other on the backsides? And I, no, just when they go hut and waiting for the ball, and everybody's bent over. When, when the, right, when the, when the center snaps the ball. I would want to smack one of those. Anyway. You want to smack one of those. Okay, Audrey, you want to. Wow. I'm saying one. I can say this, and it's not me. <laughs> I think that's a reverse I dagger. Like game, I like the game. It is a reverse dagger. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. That's all. Okay. Anyway, Wait, I, I got to ask Audrey Go this. Ahead. Audrey, how many points is a birdie? That's when they throw up doing them color things. No, he, he, that's a trick <laughs> question. I don't. I, even, I know what a hail mary is. Uh, 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 right, a hail mary. Okay, a hail mary is what we're doing now at the southern border. That's a hail. No, we're not even doing a hail mary. But okay, the migrants. <laughs> what is that? What huh? is that? What a is what? A birdie. Uh, yes. Matt Blaze. It's a trick question. It's a trick question. It's a golf oh, reference. Man, it's a golf reference. It's a golf reference. But, Audrey, you did fantastic. You did fantastic. What's on your mind? Because I'm late for a break here. Um, I just want to say um, it's only 5% of the of the agencies right now because I went to the community board meeting. Mm, oh, that, um, that's it, huh? Only 5%. Well, right now. Right, 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 right. So we cut 5% after paying for everything for migrants. That That's it. Only 5%. Oh, I'm starting to feel sorry for everybody right now. <laughs> anyway, for taking my call. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you, and you have a uh, lovely morning. I am going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to stay in Brooklyn. We're going to go to Larry, our friend Larry. When we come back, we're also going to go to Adam and Mineola. We're going to go to the Bronx, the Queens. Uh, and uh, some other calls. We will be right back. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. Uno. He's your numero uno. Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. On Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back. Mayor Adams admitting he has not communicated with President Biden since earlier this year. Can you say migrant issue? Also, the mayor's former buildings commissioner, Eric Ulrich, expected to surrender today in Manhattan 
weeks after his indictment on sealed charges, and uh, they will be unsealed once he's in court, and then we'll know what he's uh, being charged with. And we are taking your telephone calls, Larry in Brooklyn. So good morning, Larry. What conspiracy are we tackling this morning? Well, good. That's a good question. Um, well, if you think is, let me tell. I want to give some clarity to the confusion here. I, I think I might have gotten some insight. Uh, Biden has more nefarious goals in reference to the migrants than Adams does. They both don't mean. They're both not um, up to snuff on the up and up. But Biden is much more evil. What I think Biden, the reason he wants these migrants not to be funded, he wants them to live in squalor so that COVID spreads. And he doesn't want them to be inoculated. He wants them to live in, in bad conditions because he wants to use that for the next election. Now, um, Adams is looking for votes. He's looking for that law and everything. And when he talks about being the captain of the sh- uh, of the of the pla- of the plane. The plane already crashed. We don't have to worry that it lands well. It already crashed. And I'll tell you why it crashed. Because he bankrupted the city that we need. We need to cut emerge a lot of services because he gave out contracts, no bid contracts, and he he gave money to hotels that were way and above what these hotels were getting per room per night. I was told that privately by people um, that this that he's a pig basically. He, he basically went in like a pig, and just threw money at these hotels. Okay, that's why we have to cut the services. He already crashed the damn plane. Now, as far as what he answered John Castamatidis, the man is also venturing into the area of lying, which is Joe Biden's area. He's lying, and it's good you played that uh, question before. Because when he says, when John asked him about the police not being intimidated to make arrests, and he answered them. What did he say? He says, we got a contract. We gave him a contract that's 97% ratified. What the hell does that have to do? You could give them a contract and tell them not to make arrests also. One has none to okay, do with Okay, but Larry, wait, no. Wait, 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 Larry, Larry, if you're a police officer, and we have a lot of cops that listen to the program, what do you think yeah. is important to them? Don't you think uh, a pay raise after, what, seven years? It was either seven or 14... 14 years, don't you think that a, a pay raise it would be at the top of the chain in terms of the top of the list in terms of what they're, they're looking for? Yeah, but you missed my point. I said, what does that have to do with it telling them not to make arrests? No, you missed paid. my point. You missed my yeah. point. The mayor's point is, hey, I delivered where it counts. They wanted more money. I'm the mayor that delivered for them. That's the point that he's making. Dominic, he's been thrown. I know that, but he didn't answer the question directly. He, he he skirted around the issue because he didn't want to dwell on it. He lied. He says, not in this administration. I, I put him on the front lines and I back him up. That's a bunch of bull. We had proof already that you know what the man's doing? The man is padding statistics. He's, he's, he's trying to prevent arrests so that crime statistics goes down. We had proof of that when he left, when he let... When the cops let that guy go, they hit the woman 64 times with the cane in, in the Harlem station. They let him go because they, he's panning the statistics. He don't want the statistics. We have proof of that. And Michael okay, but, okay, but wait, you, you, but wait, wait, wait. You said that the mayor let him go. The mayor has nothing to do no, with that. The, man, the cops let him go. Well, well, they initially let him go, but then, but then they right. placed him in custody. Because and because people made a big stick about it. But we, that, when they first let him go, what did they do? They said to the woman, you, if you want him arrested, you got to go, too. This was a woman who got hit 64 times with a cane. The cops made it such that she that she couldn't she didn't want to press charges because they would drag her off. Also, that's dirty cop work. And that's being promoted by this administration in order not to make arrests. OK. That's what's going on. And I know that from firsthand experience. When Adams first came on as, as mayor, I, I mean, this may have been a late, I, I think when he first came on, I made a call about somebody that was threatening me in assault. And the cops didn't want to arrest him. I finally got forced them to do that. And they went once they did that, I got a call from a detective. She says to me, you know, nobody, you know, nobody gets arrested anymore. She didn't want to act. On, she didn't want to do nothing on the case. That's what she told me. Okay. So you can't deny that, okay? Hmm. 
I I I hear you, Larry, but um, I I I don't know. I I don't know. But what? He's lying. Adams is lying. Face it. I you're not he's the, taking a play out of Biden's book, and he's I, lying. He's he's turning to lies. Okay, he I, has I, to. He's I, a desperate man. I, I I hear you, and and um and I'm gonna move on now, Larry. Thank you. We we can re. I I need time to think about what you just said. And we we can reassess with this situation tomorrow or later this week. I just need some time to uh, think about what you just said. Thank you, Larry. Miniola, Adam, good morning, Adam. What's on your mind? Oh, wait, Adam, Adam. So, Adam, are you there? Yes. So, Dominic, how are you doing? This is my impersonation of you. Dominic, how are you doing? Trump is evil. Trump is bad. Republicans are awful. Uh, uh, throw them out the window. Republicans are the absolute worst. Hey, get rid of that Trump judge that that he appointed. I got you down pretty good there. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, what, say, what's though, on your mind? I was listening to Jacqueline and some other guests that you had today, and I'd say write to Congress. Congress hasn't done anything about these migrants. Congress can pass some laws and rules and, and and make something go the way they want it to go. You know? So and, uh, McCarthy, McCarthy's over there talking about Hunter Biden like Hunter Biden is, is some type of main, main uh, criminal or something. Okay, so, you know? so, so Adam, um, yeah. um, help, help me out here. Um, who's in the white house? Who runs Congress? Right, 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 right. But who has the ultimate authority right now to do something? Who's in the white house? We need no executive order. We need laws, man. No, no, you're right. Perhaps, perhaps. Okay. Okay. But then that, wait, 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 that takes time and, and going on and on. Biden could take action tomorrow at the southern border if he wanted to. And so you're pointing to McCarthy, the speaker, you're pointing to Republicans in Congress, but you didn't say peep about the president of the United States. Well, then that Trump didn't do nothing when he had to sit in the House like I told you yesterday. I told no you, to I told Biden. you you were going to say, okay, okay, okay no but wait, but wait, wait, Biden. okay, but wait, wait, wait. I'm going to ask again, Adam, who's in the White House? Is Trump in the White House right now? No, he's not. He's not. Mr. No. Biden is in the White House, right? Right. So why are you talking about the whole problem going around the circle, but you're leaving out the most important element? Why can't we get legislature to do something about this situation? <laughs> that all you do is complain about the situation. Right, right, but you right. Have, you don't do nothing about it. Right. You just talk about it. Right, 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 right. Remember right. Lee Zeldin tried that? Lee Zeldin tried that Crime, 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 and he voted his dumb ass right back to wherever he lived out. That, that's County, not so. that's not what happened to okay, Lee they Zeldin. Don't want no Lee, Lee Zeldin came crap. within a heartbeat of winning, and the Democrats Lee Zeldin and, never be the governor okay, of New York. Okay, Adam, Adam, okay. and the Democrats pulled out every celebrity they could think of. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, every major Democrat you could think of lined up at Kathy Hochul's side. Come on, Adam. Let, let's, let's be won fair. With the scare tactics, sir. Pataki won with the scare tactics, but that won't work no more, sir. Pataki you want everybody was... to be scared of some migrants. Some scare, I'm scared to death. Oh, I'm scared of the migrants, the migrants. You know, that ain't going to work no more, bro. Pass mm. legislation with Congress mm. if you really want something to get done, sir. Mm. Yes, sir. Okay. Well, Adam, as always, I appreciate your call and thank you, and you have a lovely morning. It would just be nice if one day, Adam, you could shock me and call me up and say the Democrats are wrong for this. It would just be nice because no matter what you say, how you say it, you go from A to by the time you get to uh, D, it's the Republicans' fault, it's Trump's fault, it's anybody's fault, but it's never a Democrat's fault. Ever, 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 ever. 
Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Time for a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your calls from Clifton, New Jersey to Brooklyn, the Bronx, and Queens. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. An eight-year-old New York City boy shot in the leg. Two persons of interest in custody. The eight-year-old boy was shot in the Bronx just hours ago and is expected to survive his injuries. The child was struck by gunfire in front of a building on Beekman Avenue in Mott Haven just after 5 p.m., according to the NYPD. Gunshot wound to the leg taken to Lincoln Medical Center via private means in stable condition. It is not immediately clear if the child was an intended target or an innocent bystander struck by a stray bullet. We are talking migrants and taking your calls up until the top of the hour when Frank Morano will uh, will uh, take over. Let's go to Steve, Staten Island. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, I just want to tell you, you make a collar in the city of Newark, in the city of New York, you make a collar, you lock that individual up. The courts release them, not the police, number one. Number two, you make a collar, and sticking up for the mayor on his defense from that last caller, you may get transferred over an arrest. You get, you may get moved to another command. But there's no such thing in this world as quotas or the mayor telling you to go lock somebody up or do something like that in the mayor's defense. And I just, I don't want you to call him thinking about what that last caller said. He's a disgruntled cop. That's what he is. Oh, you, you think uh, that Adam, the last caller is a uh, police officer? Yes. He's the way he was talking about the mayor and, and making lockups and there's all this, all, all this, uh, bureaucracy involved and police making lockups. He, he has no idea what he's talking about. There's no quotas. There's no one going to tell you when to make an arrest. There's no one going to tell you when to take it, uh, when to give out a ticket. That's the discretion of the police officer. Once he puts cuffs on him, it's the courts that release him, the prosecutor's office that releases him. No mayor in any city is going to get involved in, 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 in making sure that this guy gets away or this guy gets off or you, you may get transferred over it, but, you know, that's that's part of the job. Well, Steve, thank you. Thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Mike in Queens. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, real quick, I'm wondering if these politicians ever watch the Weather Channel because this obsession with tents, there's going to be snow and ice and three feet of snow in about a couple of months. And uh, the big cat who runs the station over there had an excellent idea of just making Rikers Island a staging area. In fact, they could even put the tents next to Rikers Island. They got medical, they got food, they got scale of operation over there. And a 20,000-bed facility only has about 4,000 people in it. And it's just ridiculous with this whole tent thing. I mean, the money they've flipped away on stupidity uh, versus crunching the numbers and making putting some there there. It's unbelievable. And anyway, you got a great show. You're kind of like my soundtrack for cab drafting. So keep up the good work. And hopefully this will all work out. 10-4. Right. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for the call in uh, Queens uh, this morning. Let's go to Tony in Brooklyn. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Tony, are you with me? Line five. Nick, you there? Yes, I'm here. Go right ahead. Hey, man. In a couple of days, I'm going to be 50 years old. And in, in my birthday. years, thank you, brother. So in my, my years of being here, I can say that I've encountered maybe three generations of Mexicans that in my lifetime. And these are good, hardworking people for the most part. They wait tables. They work in the grocery store. They build buildings. They do a lot of great work for the American uh, people. Um, it's not fair that these people who have been here for generations and been doing good work and they've been doing the work, honestly, that a lot of American people don't want to do are being pushed aside 
and Venezuelans, people from West Africa, people from God knows where, are given priority. They're given housing. They're given uh, free beer, free cigarettes, free food. Just and 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 they're getting like first class service. And these Mexican people, who, if you ask me, we should come to terms and you know give these people some sort of pathway. They don't not necessarily need citizenship, but you know, so stay here. You guys have been here for years. You haven't committed any crimes. You know something? Here's um, permission to work, permission to live here, permission to pay taxes, permission to travel. I mean, it's only fair, Dominic. Well, I I, I, I hear you, Tony, but then the issue becomes how, how do you exactly find out who came when to decide who were the ones that were here first uh, that, that well, should – go ahead, go ahead. You know, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these people have children in school. They, they, you know, they have even, even though they are here illegally, they have tax ID numbers that they've been paying into a social security system that they'll never reap the benefits of. You know, like there's ways that okay. they can prove. They, they can prove if they need to prove. You know, they can show that they've opened a bank account. They can show that they've been paying a cellular phone bill, paying rent, whatever it is. But but my point is that these people have been here. These and and by the way, Dominic, Mexicans that have been here do are very bitter about the Venezuelans. Like they do not get along. I see it firsthand because I own a business and I see the interactions and the way these people speak to each other and talk to each other. They there's no love there. So there's, yeah. Well, Tony. Anyway, Dominic, you're the man. I love you. Love you too, Tony. Thank you for the call. Thank you so much. Let's go to Westchester and Eddie. Good morning, Eddie. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Thank you so much for taking my call. First time listener. Love your show. Uh, Moved from Florida. Thank you. I actually grew up. You're welcome. I I grew up in Brooklyn. I moved out a while back when I joined the service. don't ask why I retired. I was in law enforcement. I'm back in New York with the family. Um, just just a quick note on what's going on with this entire fiasco and opening up uh, New York City. It's always been a safe haven for migrants, but it's gotten out of control. And, and really, we, we can't do anything about it unless we close the borders. There's a, there's a, a huge inherent issue that no one is paying attention to and the pressure's got to go over to the Biden administration period. It's got to go over everything to somebody. You want. You, yeah. You can put band-aids, you can offer all kinds of billions of dollars in services in the city, but what are you going to have? You're going to continue to have that porous border. And, and one major thing that no one is talking about, the people have to realize it isn't just Mexicans and Venezuelans coming through that border. We're going to have a major issue in the future and it's going to rear its ugly head. Very it, soon. It, it already it, has. It, it already has. It's and, and I'm talking about on a larger scale. I'm talking about terrorism. I'm talking about what we've seen before mm. um, in, in New York. It's just ugly, and people aren't seeing that. You know, out of out of 50,000, I'm sure there's been a few. I mean, we've seen it already at the border, what's being stopped. But listen, I'm yes. not going to take up your show. Thank I you. really, really appreciate your point. Thank you, Just so Eddie. I can make a very, very great point, um, I, I was a lifelong Democrat ever since 18. I am a Republican, card-carrying. I'm um, with the party. I'm well, good, good really, for you. Don't, really don't, don't let anybody take your vote for granted. Eddie, thank you for the call. Let's go to Connecticut and Diana. Good morning, Diana. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. Hi. Uh, They dropped off two buses of illegals in our area. And now this week, one of the uh, supermarkets hired two in the uh, parking lot to uh, return the carriages. And these two guys were just hanging out today smoking. One of them couldn't even push the row of carriages. (laughs) I mean, they're not qualified, Dominic. I mean, give them a break, okay? First of all, they don't belong here. And I verified today with the senator's office, we're giving $300 million 
up to a billion in aid to number one Venezuela for human resources. And why are they here, Dominic? If they, we're giving all that money to Venezuela and uh, the other one, uh, um, uh, what's the other one? Guatemala, all the Central uh, American. Mm-hmm. Uh, where is that aid going? Why aren't our government officials validating and checking the monies that are going there? Great question, Diana. Uh, you know, things are what they are. And uh, I'm not saying that it makes sense. You're, you're raising uh, very valid points. If you're receiving foreign aid, that's supposed to help keep them in their countries. But it's not happening, and it's one of the reasons why Trump is polling so well, Diana. And uh, we will see. We will see what happens. Thank you for the call, folks. We see your calls from Brooklyn to Clifton to the Bronx, Putnam County. I'm going to try and get to one or two of them, but first, Frank Marano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Hello, sir. Hello, Dominic. What's going on? So, what do you have coming up? Very this exciting. In about a half hour, I will be joined by my all-time favorite performer and entertainer, guy I've gotten to know a little bit over the years. The one and only William Shatner. Wow. So he is sending his DNA to space. He's going to tell us why he's sending his DNA to space. We're going to get into really interesting stuff. Wow. Yeah. So you send your DNA and... Yeah. Uh, it's. Uh, I'm sure there's a commercial aspect to this that he's involved in. People are going to be able to learn about it in... A half hour. But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a good discussion. I'm looking forward to it as well. Stefano, you're talking in Putnam County. You're talking to Frank and Dominic. You've got 20 seconds. Go right ahead. Uh, yeah, good morning, Dominic. I think the solution to the problem is you should run for mayor. Frank Morano should be your consigliere. And Matt Blaze and Kenny should be the enforcers so we can clean wow. this whole problem up with New wow. York City. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that, Stefano. So, Frank, I can imagine you telling me, uh, Mr. Mayor, you cannot tell the press corps <laughs> to kiss your fat. <laughs> Sign me your up. Fat, I vote for black, you. Mr. Mayor, I, you I'm can't in. do that. I'm in. The other side of midnight coming up right after news headlines, folks. <laughs> 